0: From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit union people, credit union ideas.
1: At a very basic level, innovation is really just a form of problem solving. So when you look at it that way, and considering the credit union industry is full of people who solve problems on a daily basis, the idea of being innovative seems like something more approachable. I'm Jennifer Plager, a senior editor for CUNA News and Credit Union Magazine. I recently spoke with Doug Robinson, the director of innovation and strategy at $556 asset Vermont Federal Credit Union in Burlington, Vermont. Robinson talked about innovation, his role at Vermont Federal, how to take the first steps on an innovation journey, and more during a conversation with the CUNA News podcast. So Doug, innovation's a big buzzword. Lots of people talk about it. Lots of people throw it around. From your point of view, what does it mean to be innovative or to innovate?
0: That's a really important question. I think in the last three years, we've seen innovation become quite the buzzword within our industry and others. And um, a colleague of mine actually told me this story. If you think about it, credit unions were originally created as an innovative alternative to the prevailing banking model at the time. You know, they were born out of this unmet need uh, but very important consumer need for, for credit. And so as credit unions, I think we should really celebrate the fact that we were um, innovators in in the financial industry long ago and, and that this should be part of our our DNA of our movement. At the same time, I think uh, even though innovation has become a buzzword and, and a little bit of a trend, I would say its importance is still undervalued. Um, I don't think innovation is ever going away. Uh, It's equivalent in biology to evolution. If you think about it, you know, evolution is the way that a species adapts to its environment in order to survive, Well, innovation is the same way. It's not a trend or a fad that we can ignore, but rather it's the very mechanism by which an organization responds to its environment and adapts to change. And so from my perspective, innovation... um, is necessary, and our survival kind of depends on it in a lot of ways.
1: Okay. And your title is the Director of Innovation and Strategy. How would you describe your job to someone?
0: I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Um, Innovation and strategy are are definitely two different hats, but I think that combined together, they're a really powerful and important combination. So I spend a lot of time uh, facilitating Discussions about our strategic plan, our vision, uh, what are the challenges that we have, and what are the subset of solutions that we're looking to employ to meet those challenges and meet those goals. And so that's the kind of strategic mindset. Um, But then the innovation mindset comes to bear. um, And I really think this is important for, for credit unions or any organization looking to implement an innovation program is that innovation works best when it's tied as closely as possible to the most important objectives of the organization. Um, if it's left kind of to its own devices devoid of the credit union's goals, it can quickly kind of, you know, go its own way and, and chart its own course. So I think in our organization, this was a healthy accident, but it turned out to be a blessing in disguise that uh, we, we put these two functions together because uh, they, they interact very well with each other.
1: What do you mean it was a healthy accident that they ended up together? Was it originally intended to be two kind of separate folks?
0: Well, I think it was, you know, just my unique background with the credit union and and experience with our strategic planning process made, uh, it made sense to to keep that function uh, with the new role of innovation director. Um, But as I mentioned, we've seen just a lot of benefits to to having these paired together. Um, I get you know, a holistic perspective of the credit union. I get to have, you know, access to a lot of different conversations uh, where I can bring both of these perspectives to bear. And what I really enjoy is is just being a sounding board for a lot of people in terms of their different ideas or projects. Um, you know, giving them, you know, some advice about what else I might have read that their problem reminds me of, or or suggesting an interesting exercise or experiment that we could run to test something, or how you know their project or idea might fit into our broader strategic vision of the credit union. Uh, so I just find that that's a really rewarding aspect of of my job and my role is to be able to have those kind of conversations across the organization.
1: Okay, and maybe I should have asked you this before, but what you you mentioned a unique background that you bring to the to the role. What what is your background with with the credit union?
0: Well, I, I, I like to say I was born and raised in, in our credit union, Vermont Federal Credit Union. I, I started here after college, um, as a temp and I got hired on full time as the executive assistant and I kind of worked my way through a number of different roles and, um, ultimately landed, uh, the opportunity presented itself to, to start something with innovation, um, and so I've just got a, a kind of a weird eclectic set of experiences uh, with the credit union over about eight years, uh, which afforded me the opportunity to, to try for us to experiment and try something uh, like this role.
1: I can imagine that having a, a background and, and a history where you where you know a little bit about a lot of different areas in the credit union, I can imagine that's a, a pretty um, big benefit to the role that you have now.
0: Yeah, I would say so, too. I think... Um, something that might be undervalued by those looking to start an innovation role within their credit union is it really helps if the person in that role has strong, trusted relationships with other leaders throughout the organization. Um, I've, I've just benefited tremendously from having, as I said, a number of years under my belt where I've developed those relationships. Um, and so, that's enabled me to, you know, experiment a little bit more, um, and, and have the, the rest of the team approach what we're trying to do with a little more of an open mindedness than if, let's say, I were, you know, an outside hire with, with limited experience of, of the credit union and its culture.
1: What made the credit union decide to go after this kind of role and, and strategy?
0: Our COO, uh, Lisa Randall, uh, was one of the original members of, the Filene I-3 Institute, which is an innovation program. And that was a really formative experience for her, and she brought a lot of that uh, mindset into our credit union and formed an innovation team a few years back, and I was involved with that project, uh, that team. And we had always talked about um, how we wanted innovation to grow within our credit union, and we felt that uh, creating this role was kind of the, the logical next step and really a way to signal to our credit union, uh, our team here, but also to the broader community that it's something that we value, it's something that we invest in, and it's something that we think is important. So I think having the role itself uh, is really important because it, it signals that it's a, something that we're, we're, we're very committed to.
1: So since Vermont Federal has taken on this this innovation mindset and they've put you in the role that you're in now, what are some of the innovative things that you guys have done that, that you've rolled out?
0: So I would say um, one of the things that we were really excited to do this year was our first ever innovation challenge. We kind of launched a program which was open to all of the employees of the credit union. And it was like an eight-week program that uh, taught them the basics of innovation. And what we saw from that was uh, participation of about twenty five employees. We've got we've got a total employee base of about hundred thirty. Um, and from that experience, twelve original concepts were developed and pitched and uh, evaluated by our leadership team. And some of them is a wide range, but some of them dealt with the problem of account switching others dealt with partnerships within our community, uh, the challenge with savings. And so they really went across the gamut of, of concerns that our members have. And so we're going to spend the next few months uh, looking at those ideas more closely and ultimately trying to bring those to market for our membership.
1: And what kind of feedback did you hear from your employees that, that were able to participate in the challenge? Did, did they enjoy it? Did they like it? What did they kind of take away from it?
0: The feedback I got was positive. One of the unexpected benefits for the staff was an ability to interact with folks from different parts of the credit union that uh, they'd have no other reason or opportunity to engage with. So, we saw employees with 10 plus years of experience going on a team with employees with just a few months experience. We saw employees from our contact center link up with an employee from accounting. And so the cross departmental collaboration was was a real surprise to us and something that the staff really enjoyed. Um, and at the same time, I think that uh, one of our goals, of course, is to encourage this level of collaboration, but it gave staff that might not have this ability on a daily basis to engage with projects or engage with, you know, larger strategic concerns to come together, see the problems that our members face every day, and come up with their own creative solutions to those problems. And I think that's just inherently an empowering experience for, for a lot of people.
1: You mentioned that the challenge, it started with teaching them the basics of innovation. What are we talking about when you when you say the basics of innovation?
0: I think innovation suffers a pretty bad PR problem because when when you think of the term innovator you're probably thinking of a Steve Jobs type character who's got a black turtleneck on and he's holding up some piece of shiny new breakthrough technology and so those are yeah those are big shoes to fill in my opinion and and from my experience a lot of people don't believe that they are innovators and so part of the basics of innovation is giving people the permission to innovate and teaching them that innovation is is not, in fact, something only uh, relegated to, you know, some Silicon Valley tech people, but rather it's something that everyone can do, everyone is capable of, and if they follow a set methodology with any level of discipline, they're guaranteed to get some creative breakthroughs through that process. So for me, I think the, the beginning stage of, of learning about innovation is to learn that it's possible for anyone to be an innovator.
1: To really have that belief that I can do this. And
0: i read this somewhere. It was like, if you, if you ask a kindergarten classroom by a show of hands how many of the kids in the class believe that they're creative, most of the children will raise their hands. But then if you take that same group in high school, a lot less of them are are bound to raise their hand. And so something happens along the way where our our core belief about our ability to be creative seems to diminish with time. And I think, though, another way to approach this is that innovation is inherently a form of problem solving. And I would say that most people in our industry are pretty good problem solvers. And so when you couch it as as a method for solving problems in a new way, that seems a lot more approachable and and something people can relate to.
1: So in addition to that belief that I can be an innovator or that um, ability to solve problems, what kind of are the other tools that a, a, a wannabe innovator, what tools would they need in their toolbox to be successful?
0: Someone that's good at innovation, in my experience, is someone that doesn't take themselves too seriously. So one of the tools you have to have is the ability to separate your ideas from your sense of self worth. That's really challenging for people that that don't tend to share their ideas. They're they're afraid that the quality of their idea is somehow going to reflect the quality of them as a person. And so if you're able to divorce those two things in your in your mind and have fun, I think that's a really important step is just being able to have a lighthearted sense of, of self. The other piece is just being curious. Innovators are, are those that like to ask questions. They're contrarian thinkers. Uh, they're folks that like to play devil's advocate. You know, you usually have one or two of those in every meeting, right? And most important, I think you need to have a passion for, for making things better. You need to have a passion for improving people's lives. And so if you have, if you have that mindset, then the methodology is, is really easy, The methodology is much more about giving you a set of tools which, which we use, which are highly, um, are highly influenced by the Filene I3 Institute, as well as, uh, some human-centered design thinking principles. And, and this methodology, as I said, is essentially a problem-solving methodology that anyone can use to identify important problems, ideate creative solutions, and then test those ideas and see if they're actually something that people care about. So the method is, is pretty easy uh, as long as you have the right mindset.
1: Another phrase that we hear tossed around a lot is that you can't be afraid to fail. I'm guessing that kind of has to play into the, the innovative mindset that you may come up with great ideas, but not every single one of them is going to be the best idea and work the best. I mean, it, there has to be a little bit of that being okay and accepting that some of your ideas just aren't going to work, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in my experience, my limited experience, the final solution rarely, if ever, resembles the initial idea. And and similarly, the first solution or the first idea is rarely the best idea. And so a lot of my work in our credit union is trying to create a culture of innovation, and that requires... It's a, it's a unique paradox in a way. There's a lot of tensions that, that need to be managed. So you mentioned the fear of failure. So you do need to create this environment of safety where people feel encouraged and valued when they share ideas. But at the same time, the reality is that a lot of those ideas are not going to be viable or feasible for any number of reasons. And so you need to be able to also help people... Through that process, um, so that they they're encouraged to continue to contribute, uh, while also feeling that there is a sense of of momentum and progress being made by the organization. Because another way to to shut down innovation is to encourage it, but then do nothing with with the feedback that you get. So those are some of the unique tensions that I think I'm always battling as we embark on this journey to to encourage encourage these principles and, and ways of thinking in, in our organization.
1: Vermont Federal has its, its its own little innovation department, it sounds like. Does a credit union have to have a formal innovation department or person responsible for it in order to be innovative?
0: Absolutely not. I think anytime that we're solving real problems for real people, we are engaging in innovation. So I would say there's a lot of things that are happening in every organization that if you were to look at it closely enough, you would you would categorize that as an innovative practice. I don't think that you need to make an investment in a person. I, I think we've talked about some of the benefits we've seen from from doing that, some of the unexpected benefits of that. But you can start with a team. You can start with just a few people. Uh, you can start by just reading a few articles about, about, uh, exercises that you could do with, with your team to get better ideas. So I think you can start small. I encourage people to start small. Maybe start with a team. And another great resource, again, I'm going to plug is, uh, the Filene I3 Institute. That's a bigger commitment, but if there, if there is anyone within an organization interested in diving into this world, that's a great place to start as well.
1: I almost feel weird asking this question, but you've talked a lot about the benefits that we can see as a result of innovation. Are there any downsides?
0: I think so. I think everything in moderation, right? I think if I were able to run wild and do whatever I wanted to do as an innovator, we would probably change too much too fast, and that could result in a lot of unintended negative consequences for our staff, our credit union, our members, right? And so I think there's a healthy balance of implementing change. I think there's it's important that an organization has an appetite for change, uh, but then not just the appetite, but how much can you actually handle? And so I think that that's always a good tension to have within an organization. The worst thing would be for you to not have that appetite at all and to not have the mechanisms in place by which for you to successfully adapt And I think that's where we might be as an industry now. And that's why innovation has become such a hot topic, because there's a recognition that we need more of an emphasis, more of an investment in that arena than perhaps has been there in the past.
1: And what kind of advice would you give to someone who's out there maybe going, I want to become more innovative, but I'm getting a little pushback from upper management or some from some of my other colleagues. What kind of advice do you give them for how to maybe, throw it out there and and maybe get others to realize what innovation can do for their credit union?
0: My initial thought there is that there's probably a lot of projects going on in your credit union today. And how can you add value to those projects today? How can you uh, plug yourself into some of what's happening and prove that using some of these methodologies actually creates more value for the work that's being done uh, within your organization as it currently has planned. I think any time that you can tie in innovation to delivering more value to the credit union, that's where credit unions see the most benefit, and, and honestly, that's where the investment should be. So I don't know if that's the best advice, but that's that's what comes to mind.
1: Is there anything we're forgetting or that you think is important to get out there to listeners about innovation its importance why you do it what you enjoy about innovation
0: I would say that my advice to credit union professionals that might be in, in a similar role is that the best way to predict the future of our industry in my opinion is to look at what's happening today in other industries you know get outside of our industry look at what's happening in The travel space. Look at what's happening in consumer packaged goods. Look at what's happening at consumer behavior both here and internationally. If you look at those broader trends outside of our industry, I think in three to five years, those are going to be the headlines that you're going to start to read about in the credit union space. And so, you know, I, I don't know who said it, maybe it was Picasso or something, good artists copy, great artists steal as an innovator, I think you could spend your entire career just bringing concepts from other industries into our space. And so I think that one of the challenges that we we could have is this myopic view where all we read about is, is an echo chamber of what's going on in our world. And I think um, the best way to be prepared for the future is to start expanding our horizons a little bit and looking at what's going on in other industries. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.